0: It's gonna be one of- my favorite or the- I'm not saying the Dylan-less episodes, because we do need Dylan, but my favorite is when he's not here, because it's like the dogs have been let <laughs> off the leash. It is the middle off the-
1: Oh, uh, it's- it's like the point where we get to let all of our natural stupid out without being called out on yeah,
0: it. Yeah, we're like, we don't have to worry, we're actually being intelligent right now, thank you very much hello (laughs) hello
1: welcome to fight boys with the Z's. now we
0: need a different cold open because like the cold open i wrote was more dylan centric i was like hey dylan we're going to (laughs) ring of honor
1: (laughs) hey scotty go fuck yourself
0: yeah uh, you're coming
1: with me fuck off Oh wait, is this the thing that we're all going to? Yeah, it's me and you.
0: We're going to Ring of Honor.
1: Oh, hey Dylan, fuck off.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen. The weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host... Scotty Moore, joined as always by my tag team partner in crime. It is he, the B, the plaidest man. Oh, or, or possibly not the plaidest man, as we saw. Which Was it Jimmy or Jay that came out in a yellow plaid shirt? And, uh, Go
1: fuck yourself. That only means that plaid wins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, the boy came out in your gimmick, Blake. That is Blake Tanner that you're hearing, ladies and gentlemen. And unfortunately, I think... I think Dylan is nursing the injury that he sustained from last week saying, man, I was just going to say Dolph Ziggler wins just to say fuck it. Like, I don't need this prediction. I don't care. I'm going to throw it away. And then Dolph actually wins.
1: I was utterly terrified at one point during the tag team match as well because... I was so happy because, like, Rusev Day, they've given Rusev Day a chance. Yeah. Wait, Dylan's going to (laughs) win.
0: You're like, fuck yeah, Rusev. Aw, damn it, Dylan. Oh, shit.
1: Not again.
0: That's kind of where I didn't watch much of the pay-per-view because I was at work for the majority of the night. But I remember watching the beginning of the tag match and being like, wow, this is kind of like just watching two tag team matches at the same time. There's not really a whole lot of four-way stuff going on. No, everyone was just kind of mostly
1: doing something the whole time. Everyone was just kind It was it's it's what happens when you get more than two tag teams in a match together, which is an absolute clusterfuck that nobody can follow. Well,
0: no, I would say three men like cause as we know Dudley Boys, Hardys, uh edge and christian one of the best matchups of all time but
1: yes but that also had three of the best tag teams of all time in it
0: (laughs) meanwhile this one had rusev and aiden english who i do love (laughs) but they are not going to be edge and christian greatest tag team of all time
1: no although they're doing pretty well for themselves can
0: i just say like i i think like the kayfabe confusion that Um, that Shane and Daniel had during their match was accident during the Fatal 4-Way tag match. (laughs) It was
1: almost like it was real.
0: No, but, like, I I feel bad for saying it, but, like, the Daniel Bryan match, it didn't go as good as it could have, I guess. Like, that whole match was really weird to me. Because it was... it was a match that we knew what was going to happen, but they did it in the most pussy-footed way.
1: I honestly don't even remember much of what happened at that point, because I think I'd gotten so, like, done with that pay-per-view at a point yeah. that I just kind of put my... just I leaned back in my computer chair, and I closed my eyes, and that was it.
0: Well... Let me tell you, essentially, it became like a bad Angry Beavers episode at one point where he's just like, I'm gonna put tape across the ring. He didn't actually, I wish he did though. And then <laughs> you get this half of the ring, and I get this half of the ring. At which point I went, awesome, Daniel's gonna count the pin on Shane's half of the ring. <laughs> but then, like, it got weird. Ah, spoot! <laughs> Hug me, brother! <laughs> I don't know where they're going with it cause Shane is the op- like, cause Daniel's the heel turn that they've been saying is going to happen but Shane is the obvious heel turn I guess if that makes mm-hmm. sense cause Daniel's the one guy who's like I'm trying to actually defend the show meanwhile you just hate these guys for no reason I mean I guess there is a reason but like there's a couple of good reasons What? But I- <laughs> what makes you say that I don't know really But, yeah, that's... That whole pay-per-view was weird to me. Like, it, it was a whole lot of me going, like, well, maybe they'll do something. They didn't do it. Mm, it was no, pretty nothing. rough. The most they got to doing something was with Dolph Ziggler, and apparently they're already reneging well, on that whole thing.
1: Either that, or... I like to think that after his appearance on the Edge and Christian podcast... Um, WWE was like, you know what? Let's give Dolph a bone. Let's let's give him that U.S. Championship. He'll be fine. And then Dolph just comes out. It's like, no, nah, I think he might possibly just be done.
0: He maybe or we done. might get a new
1: championship.
0: I was fixing to say, I think he might be going for the world title. I think he's going for the because the way his promo was going, he was just like, I did this. I did this. I keep thinking there's something I forgot that I haven't done. Boom! Dolph enters Rumble. Dolph wins Rumble. Dolph goes to possibly win the title at WrestleMania. And what is the?
1: That's a that's a step up. <laughs> that is... That's a few steps up from where Dolph was a week ago. Well,
0: not only that. Oh, hey, Jinder Mahal, anything can happen. Shut I'm just saying, up. it's it's very weird the way they did it because they were just like, how do we push him? give him the u.s title yeah but we also want him to go on to be in mania oh fuck um okay have him drop the title
1: literally (laughs)
0: let him drop it in the middle of the ring and leave the ring Dolph's character has been uh, how do i say this yeah bad this year it's just been really bad like one of my favorite things i think it's the edge and christian interview that i'm reading out is where he's just like i have this awesome like motley crew nikki six headbanger gimmick they could give me but instead i went really meta and have like this gimmick where i hate gimmicks and i'm like yeah but Dolph, you that is your strongest ally
1: (laughs) Uh I don't I don't know. That's one of the things where it's like I don't I don't like that gimmick in the first place, the one where you just come out as a bunch of different shit. Yeah. Um for reasons that we've talked about before, but I think that there's just a lot of other good stuff that Dolph could be that but he's just not being. Now,
0: I'm not saying that the coming out and as in using other people's gimmicks is a bad thing. For instance, Kevin Owens, when he first debuted, stole everyone's shit and everyone hated him for it, but it wasn't his thing. He wasn't coming out like Charlie Haas in 2009, just like, <laughs> alright, everybody, now I'm The Undertaker. You guys get
1: it? Do, 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 Charlie
0: Haas. Char- <laughs> so, like, that's the thing. Like, I understand if you made Dolph do a couple entrances hither and thither. But instead, they were just like, Dolph, put on all of this shit in a few seconds and come out. And, you know, it got to a point where it was like the the first entrance. Audience. Oh, I see what he's doing. Second entrance. I get it. Third entrance. Stop. Like, and it didn't give him good, like, we're enjoying this heat. It gave him that please leave heat that I don't want to even enjoy this heat.
1: Yeah, that's, I think that's the black hole that that specific gimmick will always, like, fall into.
0: Unless you're Damien Sandow. Damien Sandow did kill it, because eventually (laughs) he was just like, I'm just gonna copy one guy. The same
1: Mm -hmm. guy. I think, I think he found a way out of it, because his gimmick did just become copying the Miz. Yeah.
0: Which was beautiful, in all honesty. Um, and then, I don't know, Dolph, Dolph's, furiously close to Randy Orton not giving a fuck level. The only difference is Randy Orton has been there long enough and had those high reigns to where he's like Mm -hmm. I cannot give a fuck and no one's going to care. No one's going to be like Randy Orton's jaded and hates the business. They're like, no, Randy Orton just doesn't care.
1: Randy's also pretty entertaining when he
0: doesn't give a fuck. Are you talking about... Dolph is not. Are you talking about the main event tonight where... At one point, I genuinely thought Randy was going to RKO Shinsuke. Like, there was a point, uh, I think the Singh brothers got up, distracted Shinsuke, pulled the hair, Shinsuke's down. Randy gets in the ring, and I don't know if they were just setting up a spot and it was taking too long, but Randy just stared at Shinsuke for too long, and I'm like, (laughs) this dude's about to drop Shinsuke. And then it there was another spot and then it hit a point where and I guess this just shows how good the commentators are as much of shit as we give them because there was a point where AJ jumps off for the phenomenal forearm and I swear to god Randy just grabs him a little bit and throws him <laughs> even further. He alley-oops a human being and tosses him at which point the commentators were like wow amazing what Randy Orton just did. I'm like I don't think I don't think that was planned. I think Randy just walked by him and was like, Sup, AJ! Wow!
1: <laughs> High five, motherfucker. If
0: my if my favorite was uh so like you know with with your music, like Randy Orton, like at a certain point in his song he knows to do the pose. Shinsuke's <laughs> music was playing, but Randy was still waiting for a spot to do his pose like it was like that and then at the Randy pops up like I hear voices in my head and I'm like fuck yes Randy you did it
1: I think Randy only ever hears his entrance music
0: (laughs) no he's facing like Bray Wyatt or something Bray comes out he's like where the fuck is this dude using my entrance music Bray come (laughs) on man you're not even doing Uh, it right
1: you're just walking down the hallways backstage. I hear voices in my head. And calls. Hey, Randy.
0: Talk about John Cena singing Cody Rhodes' theme song, which is still one of my favorite things John <laughs> Cena has ever done.
1: Oh, that's a good oh, one. Oh, my
0: God, did you see the vi- It was a video of Cena, and uh, he was getting interviewed for Ferdinand, which, God, we need to go see Ferdinand and just do, like, a wrestling movie review, even though it has nothing to do with wrestling. Uh, but he oh, did God. an interview, and they're like, John... You, you're a, you're a voice actor. Now we want to test your voice acting prowess, and they just showed him random photos. And John Cena's really good at voices. Like, sh- firstly, he's very good at Mad Libs, which Jimmy Fallon proved. But he's except like, like they held up Shrek, and he's just like Shrek. That's um, Shrek. That's that's uh, this guy right here. This is Shrek, isn't he? And I'm like, fuck, John. Okay. And then he did mm. uh, some other voice, and they're like, well, actually, we were thinking this guy would be Australian. he's like, all right, now if we are guilting Australian over there. And I'm like, what the... F- John! W- you've been hiding this from us for so long! Wouldn't John Cena is
1: a wealth of, like, wonderful, wonderful little hobbies that you never get to see.
0: Uh-huh. Wouldn't you he's a huge it? fan of,
1: like, Red Alert and anime, and it's actually yeah. it's pretty great.
0: I would uh, love... The more I learn about John Cena, the more I realize that John Cena would fit in pretty well with my friend group. I think John would just hang out and be like, what's up, guys? You having a good time? Yeah, Yeah, John, thanks. Do the Australian accent. Hello? Thanks, John.
1: Do you think he would pop in, see you guys like someone was playing Yu-Gi-Oh on the table, and he'd be like, hold on, let me get my deck. Dude,
0: John Cena would beat the fuck out of us in some Yu-Gi-Oh. John Cena would kick my ass at Yu-Gi-Oh, and i know it. I'd be like, John, I summon the blue eyes, white dragon, dark hole. John, what? And I had this dark hole saved, I, I'm just gonna use it. John, what the fuck? Where did
1: that even come from? Produced it from my pectorals.
0: <laughs> no, 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 it's like, um... It's like the in, in you know in the show they didn't follow the rules. John Cena also does not have to follow the rules. John's like, Alright, let's do this. Blue eyes white dragon go No you have to you have to sacrifice like two monsters for that. No, I don't nope. give a shit. I'm gonna summon another one right now. I'm John Cena. He's, I
1: mean, he's right the fuck out, right? You want three? I'm gonna fuse these bitches. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, no, no. He's like, John, how did you even have all those in your hand right now? You look and he's, like, digging through the deck for the (laughs) Blue-Eyes White Dragons.
1: Heart of the Cards, baby.
0: That's the Heart of the Cards right there.
1: Heart of the Cards has always been cheating.
0: (laughs) Alright, John, your life points are down. I attack you for 3,000. Uh, yeah, I'm actually... I'm, I'm left with two hit points. What? Yeah, I kick out at two every time. Damn it, John!
1: Well, he kicks back up to two.
0: Yeah, oh, that's one of my favorite things that John, like... Because he's doing all the interviews with normal people now. They're like, what's all this business about? And he's like, well, let me tell you something right now. Uh, apparently, uh, a lot of people don't... Wait, like- why is
1: John Cena now like a just...
0: Like Bar- uh, an extremely like high level voice, Barack Obama. <laughs> he does. He has that same like kind of professional cadence that old Barry O carries with him. I think he, all wrestlers. He does
1: have very similar, yes, yeah, speech patterns. Doesn't uh-huh, he'd he? He'd be
0: like, "Well, I uh, I just want to let you guys know, a lot of people don't like me in wrestling, and I want to tell you why." And I was like, "Thank you, John, John Cena." Is- now he
1: sounds like your dad.
0: <laughs> Look. Don't expect me to be be John Cena and pull (laughs) off these amazing impressions instantly. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Hello there. It's me, Jonathan Felix Cena here to talk to you about Ferdinand, my movie, Where I'm a Bull. All right. Thank you. Oh, okay. Well, that's
1: the interview, I guess.
0: (laughs) Uh, Should we? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to interview Australian John Cena? I'm right here if you want to talk to me. Having a no, good no it's
1: alright John we don't have the money to pay for that <laughs>
0: promoting my bull movie my <laughs> bull movie which has like fucking uh, Peyton Manning in it and Gabriel Iglesias and everyone ever
1: yep <laughs> which had the severe misfortune of going up against a Star Wars movie on it's release yeah
0: I know man I felt bad for Star Wars of course, Star Wars is just like, guys, how are we going to make this money back? We're running against Ferdinand. No, we can't push the movie back any further, but Ferdinand's going to decimate us.
1: Oh, that's that's exactly what happened. Man, I can't,
0: I, feel, <laughs> I can't believe Ferdinand turned to the dark side. It was a really shocking moment in the film.
1: Uh-huh. Dude, Ferdinand killed Dumbledore. What the fuck? <laughs> spoilers.
0: So should we talk about actual good wrestling news? For instance, the fact that the women are finally getting a Royal Rumble?
1: Oh, yeah, seeing as we haven't talked about actual wrestling for the past seven minutes. What
0: makes you say that, Blue-Eyes-White-Dragon? Go. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I'm very
1: happy that the women are getting a Royal Rumble match. I was very annoyed at the way they announced it.
0: Well, hold on. How did they... I have not watched the footage. I just got, of course, the WWE app being like, "Yo, dog, some cool shit's happening."
1: Well, I've gotten to the point, and I think many people in, like, I guess a lot of certain parts of the wrestling community yeah. is just like, I don't, I don't know if I'm a big fan of like, whenever something super amazing is happening that's really progressing women's wrestling. That's really awesome. Yeah. It always feels like Stephanie has to come out and take all the credit for it.
0: Well, okay. I understand in this instance. Uh, in fact... Because
1: she came out and took all the credit for it.
0: Well, no, no, no. Here, you co- Okay, Stephanie is the person... She is the authority figure. You couldn't have, like... You couldn't have, like, Charlotte come out and be like, Hey, guys, no one knows backstage. No, well, we're but you put could on at least do something match.
1: like where you show that the actual authority figures on Raw, like you know, the people that have been there every week that you know are there. Um, you could have both her and Kurt come out. Oh, that would okay. be nice. I
0: could. Um, that.
1: you. Know, it's just, I don't know. I, or you could even bring out. I, I. would love if fucking Vince McMahon himself came out with Stephanie to say that. Yeah. Like, I. I just don't. I don't like the idea of one person coming out and claiming credit for shit in wrestling whether it's kayfabe or not because that's a that's a that's a thing that I find that a lot of wrestlers do. Everybody tries to take credit for something amazing that's happened in wrestling.
0: Well, here's the thing with Stephanie, I with Stephanie I understand. And the reason why is because Stephanie almost feels like the authority figure over every women's division. Like, even if it was on SmackDown, Stephanie would come out and be like, Shane, back the fuck up. These are my people. And I know that's not the way it is, but that's how it's always felt for me. Like, ever since Stephanie was the one who came out and was like, Yo, dog! Charlotte! Sasha! Becky!
1: Well, first of all, she's gonna come out, um, tell everybody in the ring why they're shit... Um, and then she's going to say, I'm going to do something great.
0: Well, yeah, of course. Because that's
1: Stephanie's character. character. Yeah. Well, her character is not great.
0: Yeah. Well, I was fine with it. The thing I wasn't fine with was I, I think this happened when they went off the air. I don't think this happened live. Um, was this photo I found and it was basically like a curtain call of the entire women's division holding their hands up high and I was like, "That's really awesome!" Until I looked at the end and saw Absolution, this te- like this just now debuting, full like we hate everyone here kind of thing, and they were just like, "Yeah, we're gonna join in." I'm like, "No, no, no, no! You three are not allowed. You three need to beat the shit out of everyone else." You know what?
1: I think one of my main things is is that all of the women that are currently working in the ring every night are like the reason for these accomplishments that they've made. Yeah. Like if it wasn't for the amazing women's division that they have right now, there wouldn't be a women's Royal rumble. Right. And I just feel like none of that credit is getting at, uh, attributed to the women on the air. I
0: mean, I see where you're coming from. And I feel like when the first women's revolution happened, you're Right. A lot of that was because it's been really good, the performances they've been putting on. I've not seen any, like, as far as, like, if you remember back in the day, those NXT women's matches were the only re- reason I would watch NXT. That was it. But now I don't feel, other than, like, Asuka, I don't have, none of the perfor- their performers stick out to me as much as they used to. I don't know why, I don't know if it's the fact that they feel lessened or what, but...
1: Well, currently, they're... And this is this is both a positive and a negative. They're just being booked the same as everyone else on Raw. Which is not great. Yeah. So, I think that's part of where that's coming from. But... I don't know. I'm just still it's not... A,
0: it's a weird... It's a weird discussion to get into. But I am excited they have a rumble. I'm excited about the possible, like people coming back for it because obviously for the first one they're gonna blow some josh damned minds it's gonna be insane
1: i hope we finally get to see trish back if she's like ready to compete
0: oh yeah Uh, trish is definitely coming back but i think she would only come back for like a cameo appearance or something like that i don't think trish is gonna be there for like the whole big deal
1: well no i i mean i would just like to see her come in and do a couple of quick spots in that rumble that would be nice
0: But speaking of big deals, ladies and gentlemen, we got some big deals for you over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the only website where you can go and support these good Fight Boys right here. You can pick up all the Fight Boys merchandise you want and merchandise for all of your favorite JWF superstars. We got shirts for Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore. We got shirts for the Dillon. All of your favorites, all available over at com, And just for this next week, ladies and gentlemen, to celebrate last Sunday's amazing Barcade pay-per-view, we have an exclusive Barcade shirt printed on ultra-super-soft cotton. It is... Probably the softest shit we sell in the entire store. It's only available for a week, so make sure to go pick it up over at com. It's actually the same shirt that your, uh, your B-shirt is printed on, Blake.
1: My sweet, sweet B-shirt. <laughs> You're shirt. just
0: like, oh, that is a good shirt, isn't it?
1: That sweet B.
0: Oh, I guess we can talk about the fact, I'm excited, the curse of the JWF pay-per-view has finally broken. Thank God. So for those of you at home who don't know, every week, every pay-per-view week we've ever been through, something major has happened. I, I think Summerfest, we had my entire computer broke, so I lost everything for that. That was one problem. Uh, I believe for heckin' a sec, the we recorded it at 1.5 speed, so the episode is too quick uh what we had a lot of different problems happen at a bunch of different times with these but the curse is broken unlike the curse that's apparently surrounding the shield because
1: well yeah i was about to say there is someone else has also been broken this week and it's not matt hardy yes,
0: he's been woken yeah <laughs>
1: uh, oh but no that's it's it it's finally happened The the iron man has broken
0: yeah, that's a point. I didn't think about that. I don't think Dean has, like, had anything break.
1: No, uh, by the way, Dean Ambrose is out with an injury right now. Oh,
0: yeah. oh you expect us to actually give news? Like, <laughs> Dan, what podcast do you think they're listening to? Oh. Yeah, I, I, that was something that just kind of shocked me. I was like, oh, damn, Dean. So, yeah, dude, this is this is some cursed shit. hmm but... I mean,
1: it... I don't think there's been a point where all three Shield members have been t- like together except for that one time or a couple of times after they debuted. Yeah. Have they have, have they even fought in a match together?
0: Uh weren't they at Sur- they were at Survivor Series together, weren't they?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, they did. That was the one they were at together, right? That was
0: all three of them against the New Day. They've had one match okay. and it's against the Unicorn. <laughs> So, okay. Oh, damn. Like that just sucks, dude. I'm like, okay, come on. There's got to be something they could do cuz now you can't even pull the Dean Ambrose heel turn. I mean, I guess you could no. when he returns. Like he returns and he's just like, "Awesome, guys. I'm back." Also, yeah. Why are you guys cheering my teammates more than you cheer me? Fuck off or something like like
1: I've heard I've heard that now like they had they had it to where it, um, they kayfabed it out to where it looked like Joe had injured him. Oh, okay. Which, I also like the storytelling and the fact that Joe has injured two of the S.H.I.E.L.D. members in real life kayfabe now.
0: Oh my god, you're right! Um, Roman's the last one.
1: <laughs> Roman, we coming for you!
0: Yeah. Okay, so, th- that, that's, son of a bitch, that just sucks, man. Because, mm-hmm. like, the shield... Wait, look. Well, I mean, I guess they were kind of...
1: <laughs> I was about to say, hey, at least he gets to spend Christmas at home with his wife. Except, no, because she's going to be at Raw.
0: <laughs> oh, no! Well, I just feel it's weird, my feelings on this. Because, like, the shield had kind of stopped shielding, you know? Like, it went back pretty quickly to mm-hmm. Roman... It stopped being The Shield reunited and started being, oh, the Intercontinental Champion is feuding with a guy, and the Tag Champs are feuding, and now they're having this weird, like, three-on-three battle. It did not feel like The Shield were reuniting for The Shield. It felt like The Shield were reuniting because, oh, well, we have to keep this going.
1: It felt it felt like Roman and the Tag Boys.
0: <laughs> Roman and the Tag Boys. Like, d- the same thing would have happened if he was on SmackDown and it was with the Usos. It would have been the same exact shit. Yep. Like, it doesn't feel... It doesn't feel right. Speaking of not right, Enzo Amore.
1: No. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ, Enzo Amore.
1: Okay, just, hold on. I don't know where all of this is going. And I I don't know that... I dislike it.
0: I was just fixing to say, would you like to guess? Because, like, all I've put in our show notes is, in fact, Jesus Christ Enzo. Would you
1: like to... I'm guessing that something has happened in regards to his his newest storyline... No, and what happened between him and Naya on Raw, which I only got to see a little bit of that, so I don't know exactly everything that happened.
0: Oh no, this is so much better than that. This is so much better than that. So, Enzo Amore, his uh, his driver's license is licensed to the state of Delaware, and it appears as though the, the Delaware DMV is having a having some issues with Enzo Amore's signature. Now, all he does, he's like me. He keeps it simple. He just puts his initials EA.
1: Bada boom! That's his, that's his signature. <laughs> he writes out it's the words bada bada boom. boom.
0: No, Blake, if you would like to just quickly go do a Google and look up Enzo Amore's um, DMV license and just look at his signature... Because, uh, he signs an E and an A, but I've never seen them, seen someone put an E.
1: That's a penis. (laughs) No, no. That's a dick. There's a stone cold dick on this man's driver's license.
0: (laughs) No, it's an E and an A. The E. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. It's a dildo.
0: (laughs) The E. No, Blake, you're looking at the picture. Look at the signature underneath. No, no. <laughs> it took me a second to get that one. Thank you. No, 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 no. <laughs> if you look, it is. It's th- an E forms the balls and then the dick is an A. Uh,
1: okay, I know, I know how someone would try to say that, but <laughs> nobody in their right fucking state of mind
0: would not look at that and be like, That's a dick. That's that's a penis. Well, here's what Enzo here's what Enzo has to say. I got issues with the state of Delaware. Well, I got
1: issues. Yeah, you do, Enzo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My phone has been ringing off the damn hook, and I've been hitting the F U button on the side of it, sending these things straight to voicemail. Cause I knew who it is. I know who it is. It's the state of Delaware, and I know what they want. If you didn't know what was going on, that's the most Buckwild sentence of all time. I know who's calling me Delaware! Jeez, all of what? them! The whole state of Delaware is calling me and I know what they want. Just makes you ask, what did
1: Enzo do to Delaware? Yeah. How did he hurt them?
0: They want me to get a new signature on my license because my current signature is unacceptable. Gotta get a new picture the whole nine. So I'm walking in there with a great hairstyle and a great attitude because I represent myself in court and life and in the DMV. And I always win because I'm the realest champ in the room. And there ain't no way the state of Delaware is gonna tell me how to sign my own license. Enzo okay. would, at, ha, would add that he had been signing it like that since grade school. That just means you've been an asshole since grade school. That doesn't prove anything. And yeah, it like. I don't like know like what
1: an... it's like the is the implication that you're trying to give to people like I didn't know I was a kid. I didn't know that looked like it. Yes, you did. Yes,
0: you did. It look. He says it looks like an EA to him. EA Sports. That's a dick. <laughs> Oh man, I really wish WWE 2K was part of EA Sports right now. EA Sports. Absent penis Look at that dick. <laughs> Look at that dick. Oh, speaking of uh penises in inappropriate places, Mia Khalifa, who I've never oh. heard of this person Mia. Have you ever heard of this Mia Khalifa? I think uh, it's the name.
1: Are we are we doing a bit? Cause, she, cause she did the, she did the, she did the sex videos things as a business
0: that I, people call the. What do they call that? What do they call it when people have sex on videos? Um, I don't know, cause I'm a good Christian boy, and I don't participate in watching such things.
1: Uh, literally, um, when I was a kid and I first heard the word pornography, I were thought a that kid, somebody you put
0: EA on everything like a yep, dick.
1: EA big dick i i thought that people were saying cornography <laughs> like, what is, is cornog what is corn have to do why why are these people like going into these these theaters and they're like yeah it's a corn theater
0: and that well, hold up <laughs> Or do you mean corn on the cob? Either way, it's funny itself to picture someone walking into a theater and either watching nothing but corn music videos.
1: Instead of popcorn, we give you the real stuff. We give
0: you real corn.
1: Jeez. Okay. But anyway, yes. You're talking about the interview that Mia Khalifa did on her podcast with uh, well, Eva Marie, well, right?
0: I, I, hold on. I was just going to say... So, you know, Mia Khalifa talked some shit on the WWE and you know what? She, she... And then
1: Eva Marie came in and schooled her ass. Well, no, my is favorite is the fact
0: that it's like who would you bring in to defend the WWE? <laughs> who would swoop in perhaps Ric Flair with his infinite knowledge and probably knowledge of who Mia Khalifa is? Perhaps... And probably
1: a bad time for everyone. <laughs>
0: Oh, you are a pretty young thing. Let me tell you something. Why am I here? Why am I here again? Because I said wrestling wasn't a real sport. Well, it's not. It's a theatrical performance. What are you, dumb? I don't like
1: you anymore. I'm leaving.
0: But here's the thing with Eva Marie. Eva Marie, her argument towards Mia... Sounds like someone on Reddit defending it to some other person. It sounds like a fan wrote it, which makes me think Evil went online, found it, and then memorized it. Like that's it. What if what if Eva Marie is on
1: Reddit and she wrote some of those replies?
0: Oh my god. What if all read Everything 93 who's been on our Reddit? This whole time it's been Eva Marie.
1: <laughs> this is a much more compelling story. I'm I'm into this. No,
0: I thought you were gonna be like, what if Eva Marie was actually good and respected the business a lot? And I'm like, oh shit. You're right.
1: She did I I think that she did she did right by wrestling in that interview at least, though. She
0: did very good right by wrestling, like for someone who got all the hate in the world props to her for not showing up and being like yeah a lot of people were dicks to me everyone yeah. hated me i went to i went to a nashville show once and i saw if eva marie wins we riot on a sign <laughs> My favorite, I've told that, I don't think I've told that story on this podcast, was the fact that it it wasn't if Eva Marie wins, it was if Eva Marie is here, we riot, like.
1: Jesus. Yeah,
0: and Eva Marie comes out, stands on the turnbuckle, looks, and blows a kiss to the person with that son. and I'm like, oh, you bitch, you're good at this, aren't you?
1: And then they burnt the arena down. Yeah,
0: and then we actually rioted, we were just like, how dare you? We paid money. <laughs> uh,
1: why would you make me mad at my wrestling? Would you why are you doing exactly what you're supposed to?
0: How dare you! Oh man, God. did you read what Triple H said about beating gender in India? Because it's
1: <laughs> I th- well, I heard it was something along the lines of uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well. Most of what Tripp says, and I always give Triple H the benefit of the doubt, he's a smart man, he knows the business very well, but this is- He is a
1: big dick, though.
0: Well, No, this is the most of Triple H that's not businessy and more like, this is legitimately what he said. We, we, we were over there a few months ago having business uh, meetings. To hear the people who are running television studios or internet companies, they say to me, I watched you when I was a teenager. You are like the biggest guy in the world. Uh. I met a massive Bollywood star the other day who told me that I was his entire childhood. He got suspended from school for telling someone to suck it. It's not to say gender wasn't over there. He was. You have to understand the market. It's not like everyone went, oh, my God, he's Indian. He looks like us, so we love him. They're a savvy market. They know he's a bad guy. And I'm like, whoa, this is the he's, first yeah. bit of evidence that's ever been released from WWE of just like, yeah, we know that he's a fucking heel. Like, we're not trying to do anything right now.
1: Oh, all right. Moving on, there's one more thing I want to talk about. I
0: just want to say, my favorite thing about the Triple H thing is the fact that it is legitimately Triple H showing why he buried them and being like, hey, they like me. I couldn't give them something they didn't like.
1: Really quick, I think Triple H is the type of person who can, like, try to make a compelling argument compelling enough to, like, just do anything he wants.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's the reason that he beat Booker T and everyone was sad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, there was another thing that happened and this actually happened at the uh, ROH Final Battle um, yeah. show uh, other than, not other too than long Co- ago. Cody
0: making the worst mistake in being blonde.
1: Yes. Um, but no, there was a particular sequence during the match involving the Young Bucks. uh uh-huh um and I, I just sent that to you in the uh i just sent you what you need to see in uh in our little hangouts chat okay and i just want you to watch this spot it's a spot of everybody in the ring at once it's a your typical tag team clusterfuck for the most part until everybody
0: oh wait hold on hold on okay hold on we're i Okay, so I got the video. I'm just gonna give a nice play-by-play. Okay, Go for it. Uh, Flip Gordon goes for a head scissors. Matt Jackson does a backflip, flip. Uh, goes up, reverse head scissors. Okay, uh, Flip goes for a clothesline. Matt ducks, flips, does a- another head scissors. Flip does a flip. Um, Jackson. Now they're just flipping a whole lot of flippy shit. Oh, and now. Oh no. <laughs> okay, you're right. <laughs> they are all walking into the ring and trying to drop kick I'll one another <laughs> at the same damn time. Oh shit, that's so good.
1: Okay, I'm glad that I got your honest reaction to that because I fucking loved this whole sequence because it was... So stupid, and I, it was just nothing but entertaining. I mean,
0: it plays to the, it plays to who the Young Bucks are, and also plays to like their friendship, I guess, their pseudo friendship with Flip Gordon on being the elite. Like, being the elite is officially Ring of Honor kayfabe at this point. I think. I think there's no way to not say being the elite isn't Ring of Honor kayfabe.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you enjoyed it at least, Scotty. Because, as we know, the Bucks are very divisive in the way that they uh, do their wrestling. Um, do I get
0: to do one, one of my favorite impressions? Did he say something?
1: Oh, you're damn skippy he did.
0: You're damn right, big man. Oh, jeez.
1: G- uh, Jimmy is back. Get to- <laughs> we're going to get to him, though. Um, because it started out with uh, Daniel Cormier. Cormier? Daniel Cormier? The MMA dude. Yeah. Don't know how to pronounce his last name. Cormier. Oh. Um, Well, he sent out a tweet that said, yeah, this is actually pathetic. This is what people want to see? Go to a goddang gymnastic competition, suplex, body slam, pile driver, do some old school wrestling, man. DDT, I remember when the Frankensteiner was the most you'd ever see someone flip. I say boo to this BS.
0: Okay, firstly, how dare he say boo to us? Boo to you, Daniel Cormier. Exactly. Talking uh-huh. shit about the BS. Now David he's got he's I don't
1: even know how I d- I don't even know how uh we've got figured into all this. We just got dragged in. Yeah, Daniel Barbecue was
0: just suddenly all of a sudden like fuck the BS. I mean, come on.
1: Uh to which our uh, our our Gal Friday Cody Rhodes responded, It's not pathetic. The paying audience enjoyed it. UFC is thriving, and pro wrestling has been going strong since nineteen twenty. Besides, most most of y'all ask Hunter for a job when the wheels fall off anyway, and most are on the comp list at Staples, so lay the fuck off.
0: Oh fuck, Cody is a vicious motherfucker.
1: Yes, um, Cody
0: Rhodes genuinely terrifies me as a human. I used to think Cody Rhodes like was just like this pretty boy who like was whatever. I'm genuinely terrified of Cody Rhodes snapping one day. <laughs>
1: Okay, in the chat I've sent you a link to the story that I'm reading, and I just want you to scroll down to good old Jimmy Boy Cornet. I was
0: thinking, to say, do you need do you need someone to cameo real quick? Do you need yep. a quick cameo from old Jimmy? As we know,
1: um, with anything the young bucks do, Jim Cornet responds.
0: Let's see. Alright, let's I, I need to zoom in. Need to get my reading glasses on here. Ahem. Come on, Cody! Don't encourage those ballet dancers. UFC's kicking pro wrestling's ass all over the world because of shit like this. I know you have to work with these clowns, cause it's, but it's embarrassing. Grown men used to want to wrestle, but now they're fighting the USC because of this shit. Flair and Steamboat were grown-ass men. Hit me. Oh, God. Hit me. Oh, shit. I lost it. We <laughs> and Steamboat were grown-ass men heating each other hard and working at the highest level in the sport and never exposed the business in their matches, inside or outside the ring. These jagoffs are kids playing wrestler and laughing at how they tell people it's fake. They're a disgrace! Okay,
1: now that being said, um, with Jim Cornette's in mind, another... Another mind in the wrestling business from back in the day weighed in, uh, good old Vince Russo. Oh, that's right, brother.
0: Let's talk about it, bro.
1: So uh, Vince Russo comes in, hey, hey, bro, US wrestling is about ring psychology, bro. You see storylines and characters, has been for decades. If you're going to change the very foundation to gymnastics and acrobatics, then just call it something else. Come on, bro, really don't want to know what the issue is. Not disrespecting it all. That's, that. okay, that's the that's akin to saying no offense, but I'm going to say something that you're going to take offense yeah, to. Yeah, no
0: offense, but I'm going to offend you right now. I mean, I understand where they are coming from, and it was a goofy spot. I am not here to say that was not a dumb spot. But I'm also here to say that you're talking about storylines and you're talking about kayfabe, The kayfabe of, like, Ring of Honor, the fucking Bullet Club do not hate Flip Gordon. I mean, one part does, Marty does, and Cody does, but the Young Bucks don't hate Flip Gordon. It's perfectly acceptable to think in kayfabe that before the match they were like, hey, let's do this, it'd be really, really funny. Or even beyond that, it's perfectly acceptable to think these two teams are so dominant that they would... Both try to go for a dropkick at the same time.
1: Yeah. Uh, you could tell, like, yeah, the spot was planned out in advance, but they, they made it seem organic enough to me that it's like, oh, they're, they all, they're all on that level. Yeah. Um, Nick Jackson, by the way, responded, okay, so, to Vince Russo, okay, so the guy who created Viagra on a pole match is talking about ring psychology.
0: Very good. Very good, Nick. You vicious boy.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I just don't think, like... The one thing about wrestling is... And you know what? Going back to Coronet... Yeah. Not too long ago on Jericho's podcast, Coronet was talking about the fact that, like, back in the territory days, you'd have dudes from down uh, south go up to uh, New York and watch WWF. Yeah. And... They'd be like, oh, yeah, this is way different from what we do. We're not into this. Or you'd have, you know, the vice versa happen. And it's like, wrestling is a bunch of different shit. You don't get to, like, dictate everything about what wrestling is. Wrestling has been very different since before you came along, and it's not going to... It's not going to homogenize the way that towards, like, what you think wrestling is. Yeah,
0: me and my dad, uh, the other day, on our Raku account, we have a, essentially, it's a shitty wrestling, like, Raku stream, and it's, you press it, and it will just pull up something random it finds off the internet. It found, like, something from the 1930s. I swear to God, it was a video of the 1930s. The finishing move was a body slam, and I'm like, yeah, this is different. Like, it, yep. although it did reach a very fun moment where it had a bunch of old shit, old shit, old shit. Then we clicked in, and then it was like 2010 ECW. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what just happened? <laughs> did we just go yeah. into a time machine? Also, this app is getting sued. Um, <laughs> So I just want to say, when we go to Ring of Honor, can we challenge the Young Bucks to a match? I mean, the two dominant, most dominant tag teams in professional wrestling history, the Young Bucks and the B.S., <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, that'd be lovely. I would love for the Young Bucks to carry me in a match where nobody sells anything.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, but speak... Oh, damn it, I've already done... Why didn't you give me that lead-in for the merchandise plug, Blake? That was, no one sells anything, but we do at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But we're not here to talk about merch.aloadofpurebs.com. We're here to talk about Patreon.com slash Fight Boys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash Fight Boys is the only website where you can go support these good Fight Boys right here. You can, of course, support however much. Are you eating chips right now? <laughs>
1: No, don't worry about I
0: just, it. You munching on some shit during the during the Patreon plug. But, of course, we do have uh, perks for you over there all relating to that amazing Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization, the JWF. For just $1 a month, ladies and gentlemen, $1, we will bring you into the JWF, job you out, and send you on your way. And believe me, we need a lot of jobbers ahead of the next pay-per-view. $5, you'll get put into storylines like my father, Scott Moore, like Guy Fieri. You'll be brought in. We'll do whatever we can to give you a fun character, give you some, some style, some pizzazz. And you will be a JWF mid Carter, but if you want that gold around your waist, that gold that means so much, then donate $30, and you will become a JWF champion. We don't know how, we don't know when, we don't know in what way, but we will make you a champion, but that's only available if you donate over at patreon.com slash fightboys, boys is spelled with a Z, which means Blake, my munch boy. It's time for that amazing, fantastic the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world. In Birmingham, Alabama. It's time for the JWF. And uh, I'm going to tell you, we had an amazing pay-per-view this Sunday. Uh, the Barquet pay-per-view. We had, some, we had some surprises, of course, as we saw Dylan unleashing a vicious upper dicker on the Lumberjack. Putting him down for a last man standing match. Then, of course, we got to see eye-to-eye defend their titles in an amazing no-disqualification match. And then, of course, Blake Tanner... Versus Canada Charlie in one of the most vicious ladder matches in JWF history. We saw we saw metal ladders buckle under the weight of these men. We saw massive suplexes sending these men toppling 15 feet to the ground. But that's all in the past, Blake. I know you loved the pay-per-view. I know it was fantastic. But we have to look towards the future. And the future is the Regal Rumble. A match where 20 men enter... Only one man leaves, and that man leaves with so a chance for a match at Wrestle Palooza against Wait, wait, 20,
1: 20 men enter, only one man leaves. Are the other nineteen men going to die?
0: <laughs> Do you not remember Undertaker? Thirty souls, thirty holes. Like that's it. <laughs> the minute And he you get, didn't fill a ding-dang one. The minute you get close, lined out of that ring, you fall into your own grave. That's why everyone has to donate on Patreon so we can refill after this shit's over. But ladies and gentlemen, it is time. It is time for the Regal Rumble. And I think someone has some amazing announcements before that oh-so-prestigious pay-per-view. And it is, of course, the owner of the JWF, Captain Tibbs, coming back after a horrific injury last week to uh, take back control of the company. And this week, he has an announcement for us. So let's go down to the ring and hear what... Captain Tibbs has to say. Uh
1: What's up, motherfuckers? I hope you're all strapped in and strapped on because we're about to get set to go on the ride of a lifetime. I'm calling Elon Musk. We're going past the stars. We're going past Mars. And this is a ride that you know all too well. It's the ride to Wrestlepalooza. That's right. Four months, four months from now, we're gonna be at the greatest stage of a lifetime wrestle palooza. But we've got a few stops in between here and there. And that first stop, our first stop, that one's gonna be a doozy. It's gonna take us straight to the event known as. As of five minutes ago, as the Regal Rumble, (laughs) 20 men step into the JWF ring, only one man will survive, and the other 19 go home in body bags. Not really, I'm I'm contractually obligated to tell you that by our lawyers, actually. 20 men step into the JWF ring, one man comes out, and one man that remains has an opportunity rating for them at Wrestlepalooza. That opportunity is the greatest prize that I can offer any man. That is the JWF Championship. And I'm here, I'm here to talk about something new, though. Something, something uh, that old Dibsey came up with last night in a fever dream as he was contemplating the meaning of life, existence, and good old-fashioned wrestling. It came to me. It's called The Second Wind. The second win is a brand new opportunity for someone at the Regal Rumble. This came, this is the opportunity to come back into the Rumble after you've been eliminated. You heard me right. Somebody gets a do-over. You get a second chance at glory, wonder, everything you could ever have dreamed of. But I know you're going to be asking... Tibbs, Tibbs, how are you going to decide who gets this this wonderful chance, this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, this fantabulous second wind? Well, in a battle royal, of course. (laughs) So next week, I'm going to say ten men will compete in a battle royal to see who gets the second wind at the Regal Rumble. Who earns their shot to seize victory and go on to wrestle Palooza and become forever enshrined as a legend, not only of the JWF, but of the entire goddamn universe?
0: Oh my god, Captain Tibbs with uh, something that sounds amazing in all honesty. I mean, in many Rumble matches that we've had in the past, we've seen men who in all honesty deserved to win it? men who were on a hot streak and then due to a fluke due to cheating due to some some problem they were eliminated but now with this second win someone's gonna have the opportunity to come back somebody's gonna have a second chance to victory this is an amazing amazing addition to the rumble what do you think blake
1: um this is gonna be really interesting you've never seen Uh, In any type of match like this, somebody getting to come in twice, I mean, it's completely unheard of.
0: (laughs) It's an absolutely phenomenal addition, and I can't wait to see who nabs it in that battle royal next week. Could be Scotty Moore. Could be the Dylan. Who knows who could be possibly going on to get that sec Wait a minute. I'm getting, getting news backstage. Apparently, Canada Charlie, the son of Captain Tibbs and the man who Unfortunately, was defeated last night by Blake Tanner for the JWF Championship. Canada Charlie is backstage, and it seems that he's been involved in an altercation with his associate, the Lumberjack. Seems like these two, these two are not happy with each other. Let's see what they got to say.
1: Okay, hold on here, Bubba boy. Where exactly were you last night? I hired you to help me. I hired you to get me the JWF title, and you couldn't even do that, could you? Did you see what that little hoser Blake Tanner did to me last night? He suplexed me through a metal ladder. He bent and broke me in so many ways that I can barely stand up. Now, what do you have to say for yourself, young man? Uh, uh, Charlie, I'm sorry. It's just the Dylan, hit my dick. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, I'm so sorry. He, the Dylan hit your little pecker just one too many times, huh? You know how much of an embarrassment that is to see, big man? To see you fall over to the ground after just one little punch to your jackdaws down there? I brought you in because you were a monster. You were a giant oak tree that was unmoving, unchoppable, and then you—you you just went out there and made yourself a laughingstock, and you made me look like an utter, utter toonie. And you know, you know, you know what? How badly that reflects on me. You know what they're calling me in the locker room? They're saying, oh, look, it's Charlie. He's a loser. He can't even get anything done with a giant on his side. You know what, big man? I'm not the one who lost last night. You did.
0: No, Lumberjack didn't mean to. Lumberjack, sorry. It just hurt so bad.
1: (sighs) Oh, Believe me here, boyo, I'm going to teach you what it means to hurt if you keep acting that way. You got you got one more opportunity to prove yourself, you see? My father, Captain Tibbs, he seemed to think that his boy was in perfectly good shape because he put me in a match tonight. He's forcing me to team up with those loser hosers from the wasteland, the Ascension, and their little rat-boy hats. And we're going to take on eye to eye and Blake Tanner, the people that beat all of us? We, all right. Listen here, Lumber Boy. <clears throat> Charlie's just not feeling up to this match, you know? So, that's why you're going to be taking my place, okay? You you got one last shot here, old lumberjack. You'll get in the ring. You destroy Blake Tanner, and you get the pin. I don't care what you do with the rest of them. You just make sure that he ends the night crushed, beaten, and battered, and make it look like what happened to me at Barcade was I got a little splinter. Or else, I'm gonna throw you back out on the street like the garbage you are.
0: Oh my god, that is some intensity from Canada, Charlie, intensity, I don't think we've seen it in a long time and an amazing change to the match uh, tonight. The main event looks like the Lumberjack is going to be joining the Ascension and taking on eye to eye and Blake Tanner. It's a reunion of, of course, the um, Los Trios Tangos team that defeated the VWO, taking them out of the company. Forever, of course, it is the B.S.S. reuniting Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, and Scott Moore in the ring, and it looks like um, the match is going to start with Scotty and Connor staring off at each other, grabbing each other. Got a quick collar and elbow tie up. Connor reverses into a headlock, but Scotty quickly ducks out, pushing Connor into his corner. Looks like Connor's falling against the turnbuckle, and Scotty quickly tags in his father, Scott Moore, and the two hit a big double-team move on the rat boy, picking him up and flapjacking him out onto the stomach. Oh, but speaking of flapjacks, looks like Connor crawling to the ropes, getting a quick tag to the Lumberjack who runs in, trying a big, big clothesline, taking down Scott Moore. But wait! Oh, it looks like Scott Moore's remaining on his feet. The Lumberjack might have met his match. What do you think, Blake? um
1: scott moore scott moore the most important thing about him he's he has a low center of gravity so i think he's going to be he's going to be a hard tree to topple for even the lumberjack i say
0: that especially and then think about the of course the rumble match coming up soon scott moore may be one of the most difficult one to get out of that ring it looks like mm-hmm. these two men uh, these two behemoths colliding in the ring canada charlie on the outside screaming screaming for the lumberjack to knock scott moore down but it, Oh! It looks like the Jack rushing towards the eldest member of the Moore clan, but Scott tossing him into the air, hitting a big pop a power bomb. Oh! But it looks like oh! Looks like Scott Moore grabbing at his back. I think he may have pulled something in that surgically repaired back of his. Looks like ah oh man. I, I I hope nothing's happened to Scott Moore. That is, of course, our tag team champion right there.
1: Yeah, exactly. the The procedure that replaced Scott Moore's back is very experimental. That's
0: right. Rushing over is Scott Moore to tag in our champion Blake Tanner, lining up the lumberjack for that big B stomp. That stomp that actually won him the JWF title so many months ago. But before he can send his boot down, oh, the lumberjack grabbing Blake for a choke slam, tossing the champion into the air. But Blake quickly dodges behind, grabbing the jack and hits. Oh, the BDT. That vicious move, sending the lumberjack down onto his skull, going for the pin, but ooh, kicking out it too. And I think Blake Tanner's lining him up once more for that big B stomp, but... Wait, what, what's happened? Someone from the outside of the ring grabs him, but it's not Canada Charlie. Who is this? It's the Dillon! The Dillon has run down at ringside, grabbing Blake Tanner and sending him to fall onto his face. It looks like Blake Tanner's actually got a bloody no- nose staring back. Shocked at what Dylan is doing of course Dylan the new number one contender after his match last night All right, but oh, I don't think Blake has time to worry about the Dylan as he feels the grip of the lumberjacks Giant hands around his neck as he picks him up. Hits a big double choke slam sending Blake crashing into the mat Meanwhile, it looks like eye-to-eye are trying to chase off the Dylan but oh the Ascension coming around to the outside hitting dual clotheslines on eye to eye putting the boots to him it is now chaos at ringside ladies and gentlemen meanwhile in the ring blake trying to get some punches off against the lumberjack but jack picks blake off the ground placing him over his shoulders and oh there's that big running power slam shaking the entire arena canada charlie cheering at ringside as the lumberjack goes for the pin one two three ladies and gentlemen well I guess I guess the lumberjack succeeded in his job he got that pin on Blake Tanner but not before an assist from the Dillon but wait ooh, I don't think there's gonna be much celebrating from the lumberjack as Dillon runs into the ring scaring away from the lumberjack of course last night at the uh, barcade pay-per-view the devastation done to the lumberjack's dick by the Dillon I I don't think the lumberjack wants any part of the Dillon getting out of the ring Meanwhile, it looks like Dylan's grabbed Blake's JWF title from the referee, holding it high above his head. But wait, looks like he's aiming for something. Something on Blake Tanner's body. Oh my God! Driving the belt directly down into Blake's dick. Now Blake just grabbing, grabbing at his undercarriage in pain as Dylan just leaves the title laying across Blake's waist. Ladies and gentlemen, Dylan has made a statement here tonight. I think he is ready. To defeat Blake Tanner for that title, he is—he's gone through a lot in these recent months, but he's overcome it all. And I think Blake Tanner, maybe the next obstacle he overcomes. What do you think?
1: Um, I think if there's anything that uh, the Dylan's propensity to uh, touch people's dicks over the last few years is, is that it—it it can win him some championships. I'll
0: tell you that the Dylan, of course, making himself, making it known that he is going to be the one to face blake tanner at the regal rumble a pay-per-view for that jwf title but of course who knows who he would have to face after that who knows which of the 20 men are going to enter the regal rumble and who's going to lead the champion perhaps it could be the man who wins the second wind at next week's episode of jwf war who could it be no one knows but you'll have to tune in next time on jwf war to find out so blake tanner it's been a hell of an episode, my dude. What did you learn this week? Um, I learned
1: that uh, John Cena's voice is a cross between Barack Obama and Scotty's dad.
0: <laughs> and I learned that John Cena could just kick my ass at Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, we both had John-based things. We were just both like, let's just dig into the John cave really quick.
1: You have to, sometimes you gotta dig into the John Cave. It's—I mean, I know it's full of uh, weird-looking suits and old video games, yeah. but it's a nice place. <laughs> and
0: anime. Um, and a
1: lot. Of, look, there's, there's, there's the hentai corner we don't go into. <laughs>
0: um. So Blake, where can they find you?
1: Uh, you can find me at Blake a. Tanner on the Twitter. Uh, you can find me at the Darkroom Video on YouTube. Um, I've got some projects over there and on all of our other wonderful content that Scotty and I do.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty that's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon, it's called Quizzle Corp, A Tale of Dicks and Douchebags. Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. And of course we do have the brand new BS vs. the Gods coming out January 9th. It is the tale of me and Blake Tanner as we destroy all of the Grecian gods. We kill them. no not really like that I think we would probably die instantly if we tried that Uh, yeah yeah, of course make sure to check us out over on a load of pure bs.com there you can check out all of our youtube stuff and all the other amazing bs network products like this like a load of bs the show where me and blake just get even more dumb than we did on this week's episode um, and make sure t- if you're listening on Stitcher or iTunes to rate and subscribe on there. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment below, like, tell us whatever you liked about this show. Um, and of course, during this giving season of December, 2017, we do want to remind you to help us. Donate to the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. Help us out by donating over at bit.ly slash BSVScancer. We're up to, I think, $150 right now. But I want us to blow that out of the water. I want to get up to, like to four figures if we could ladies and gentlemen but we need your help by donating over at bit.ly bsvscancer and as always ladies and gentlemen you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com find us on facebook donate on patreon subscribe on youtube remember you can find all of us on twitter at fight boy show and remember ladies and gentlemen when you're a fight boy you're a fight boy for life!